person we've been discussing philosophy this season and in this episode we'll be talking about metaphysics specifically time and space specifically time travel so this episode will be a bit of philosophy and a bit of science fiction now the concept for this season has been brad to come into each episode uh completely cold but we've decided to give him a heads up for this episode so we could all have a good long think about time travel and we'll all be doing our own morgan's movie review so that'll be very exciting um what's up guys you excited to you excited to join me in the world of movie critics always excited yeah i mean always can't wait to uh, to get involved excellent excellent <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to give our thoughts on time travel, whether it's possible, whether it could ever happen, um, and if you would do it if you could. We're going to talk about the uh, paradoxes that can or would arise, and we're going to talk about travel in fiction. Now, Lachlan, did you have a uh, beer that you want to review here? Well, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I need to find... <laughs> you, should ask, you should ask open-ended questions, uh, Morgan. <laughs> I need to, like, I've got a list of questions that I have to ask you for the beer review. <laughs> And um, uh. I don't have it open, so I'm going to talk slowly. And <laughs> this okay, time. well, uh, the beer I have tonight is uh, Cricketer's Arms Session Ale. Oh, yeah. it's a beer. It's a beer from Melbourne. Uh, Quality close to home for us. You know, I love that beer. Um, so obviously, it's Australian. Uh, it's a Session Ale. It's three and a half percent. I've got a can tonight. Oh. I don't normally drink out of cans, so it's exactly one standard drink. Right. Uh, and there's a little symbol on the can suggesting that pregnant women should not drink it. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we should tell them how to live their lives, personally. But uh... <laughs> it's very libertarian of you, Brad. I'm pro-choice. <laughs> I think uh, Brad's stance on... No, no, I love your mum, Brad. I'm not going to say that. Oh, well, <laughs> that, is, could that is a good thing. Things, but no, no, she's a great my, person. My mum is a saint, so she would never do that to me. No. Maybe my brother and sister. It may too. seem like she has, but I want the world to know that she didn't. <laughs> she's a lovely woman, and she wouldn't have done that, even though it appears that she did. <laughs> I don't like that you're implying that I'm some sort of victim of fetal alcohol syndrome here or something. Fast. Uh, Lucky, you want to crack that open and uh, tell us what you think? Yeah, boy. Oh, that was a good good snap. Nothing better than the sound oh. of the can opening. It smells hoppy. <laughs> Should call it kangaroo beer. Nah, I don't like it. Well, that was cracking over the cold one with the boys. Thanks for that, Lucky. Um, everybody's second favorite segment. Um... <laughs> All right, let's go into the past, guys. Let's uh, travel back in time. So, um, 
when it comes to movies uh, and TV shows and pop culture, uh, there are a few different theories for how time travel could work into the past, because of course it's all theoretical, and uh, a lot of people don't even think it's possible whatsoever. So there are three different ways you can think about it. One of them is a dynamic timeline, uh, the other is a multiverse, and another is a fixed timeline. So I'll explain uh, each of them, and the way we'll explain it is by talking about what would happen in terms of going back in time and killing baby Hitler, and what would happen in terms of going back in time and trying to kill your own grandfather. So, <laughs> okay. <is> a fun. <laughs> I think these are all very good examples. Well, yeah, it's uh, the, yeah. the classic thing with time travel is would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler, and what would happen yeah. if you killed your own grandfather? Like, how would yeah. that resolve itself? So, it's a good way to... Um, go through these examples. So, the dynamic timeline says that you can affect the present by doing things in the past. So, if you went back and killed Hitler, then you would change the course of history. Um, mm-hmm. But it also says that if you killed your grandfather, then you would have never been born, in which case you wouldn't exist in the first place, and mm-hmm. therefore you wouldn't exist to be able to go back in time and kill your grandfather. So, you would have never killed your grandfather. So, then you would have been born. And then, because you were born, now you'll go back in time and kill your grandfather. Obviously, you can see there's a loop. It's a yes. paradox. It uh, doesn't make any sense. So, this dynamic timeline automatically I think we can rule out as being possible what do you guys think yeah I mean well I mean I think the dynamic is the the one that people see the most I think it's the one we encounter the most in you know literature and movies and whatnot fiction yeah of, of the of the three is two or three or four we've got there it's probably the least likely uh, I don't think it's the least likely uh, I don't think it's the most likely either but um, how do you resolve the grandfather yeah, paradox how do you resolve it you can't right in this dynamic well, timeline in this dynamic timeline no you can't resolve it However, I think there is a less likely uh, theory of time travel, which you will explain shortly. Sure, but so I think a lot of people have seen uh, Back to the Future, and um, if we think about Back to the Future, like Marty starts disappearing, you know, in photographs and in real life, he, his body starts disappearing in front of him, and it's mm-hmm. it's to say that, you know... Uh, he's never going to be born anymore. But then if he wasn't born, he would have never been born to go back in time. So it just automatically doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yes. Right? That is accurate. So you could say it makes the equal least sense, Lachlan, surely. Like, if it makes no sense, then it makes <laughs> the equal least sense, right? All right. It makes the equal least sense. Sure. So in this theory, like, if you went back to the... I'm glad that we got hung up on this, uh, the semantics of the issue. <laughs> um, yeah, like, if you went back to the past... The idea is, like, would you actually be able to affect your current self, the one who is visiting the past? So, you know, Marty McFly in 1955, could that person in 1955 be affected by things that are happening in 1955 because there's, like, another history going on and then him in 1985, the one that came back, Mm. uh, could he be affected in the moment by something that presumably won't happen for 30 years? It just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. All right, so, (laughs) agreed. No, no, I mean, sorry, in that that exact circumstance, it doesn't make any sense. I think if you look at, like, certain aspects of it, people might start to think, oh, it makes a little more sense. Like, oh, you go back in time, you know, you save that person from being hit by a bus, then... you come back to the future and they're still around, you know, kicking about and you're like, ah, you know, that, I think people like the idea of that. But then when, when you, you know, put it, when you lay it out like that, in these very specific circumstances where you create a paradox, um, it, yeah, you, you can't, can't get around it. Like it, it makes yeah, but no it, sense. It either, the whole, the theory either works as a whole or it doesn't. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think when you look at one small part of it, it completely ruins the, the rest of it, if you know what I mean. Like this very specific circumstance where you can't resolve yeah, it. Yeah. It's 
exactly. Can't get you might think it makes sense, okay. but if you think yeah. about it, you know. Yeah. Okay. So another yeah, another face theory... value it looks okay. What I said face value, like at face value it looks okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another theory is the multiverse, and this is when going into the past actually just sends you into an alternate universe, which is self-contained. Or maybe you do. This go, is the correct theory. Maybe you do go back to the same <laughs> universe, but then if anything different happens, that causes the universe to split. So, um, either way, let's imagine you kill your grandfather. Well, nothing happens. It means that you were never born in this universe, but you still exist because you came from a universe where you didn't kill your grandfather and things happened the way they happened and that can't be changed in this universe. So, it's the same with killing Hitler. If you kill Hitler, then this universe has no Hitler, but the one you came from still has its Hitler and still has that trajectory of history. This this universe that you transferred into doesn't. Uh, Accurate. I'm I'm with Lachlan. I think this is probably the the most feasible. Like, you've come from a place where you were already born. Um, and then when you changed history, it doesn't matter. You've already been born, but you're back here. So you've fractured, I don't know, fractured the timeline, multiverse, split it, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Not only is it the most feasible solution, it is the only feasible solution. <laughs> I would agree if, with if... you in that sense, though, Lachlan, but do you think it's just a convenient theory to avoid paradoxes? Well, it's... <sighs> I mean, it's convenient that it does avoid paradoxes, but I'm not saying it is true, but if time travel is a real thing, this is the only theory that can logically right. be true yeah. if as, you, as well. If you, if we're talking about time travel into the past, the only way you can avoid a paradox is by, um, well, the, the possibility of paradox is by using this multiverse structure or this multiverse theory. Any other way, you're going to have to run into paradoxes. And there's another, yeah, I, there's another theory which will explain the paradox for that theory but obviously the paradox for the dynamic theory is you know you kill your grandfather or whatever then you're you're in this causal loop where you're never born um so then you don't do the, the action but then if you don't do the action then you are born and it just yeah. doesn't make sense so yeah this is the only one that can avoid paradoxes for for uh, those of you playing at home <laughs> the best description i've seen of the multiverse time travel theory is to picture yourself on like a two-lane highway and traveling back in time time isn't going backwards on the road on the in the lane that you're in it's changing lanes then going backwards and then staying in that lane never coming back across to the lane you're originally in okay i think that's a good way to look at it like a, i hope a, that helps explain good it. metaphor made it more confusing yeah it's like you switch over to a parallel yeah exactly yeah okay so that's that's the only one but i i feel like that is just a convenient way for people to try to avoid paradoxes but you know if i was to write a movie or a, a book or something about traveling back in time that would be the one i would have to do unless i was openly just saying like oh who cares about paradoxes <laughs> like they're gonna you know, <laughs> so, um yeah okay so then the third one is the fixed timeline which makes a little more logical sense but there is a paradox inside here which we'll talk about but this is when going back in time doesn't affect the present because you were always there already. So therefore, any change, any attempt to change the past, past and alter history, actually just confirms history. So you can think of it as fulfilling destiny or even a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. So the if you went back in time, then you were always there the first time around as well, or well, the only time around because it's a fixed timeline. So. If you yeah. tried to kill your grandfather, then you physically couldn't do it because you were born, which is proof that you didn't do it. So maybe you do, you try to and you fail, or maybe maybe even you don't have free will when you go to the past, so you can't even try. It's not possible. And then with Hitler... Yeah, I think I think this theory implies that there is no free will. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with Hitler, maybe you find him in a crib and kill him, 
and then you replace him with an orphan baby. Well, then that orphan baby is Hitler. You just took Hitler out of an orphanage and put him in a crib, and that's the way it's always been. Always. That's you just confirmed it happening. You didn't change anything. You know that's th- this type of time travel creates. Yeah, the- thanks for nothing. You fucking. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You tried to stop it and you actually mm-hmm. created it. So, this type of time travel creates, um, well, this this type of time travel allows for what people call the bootstrap paradox, where something has no origin. So, um, we're going to talk about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban later, but um, for people that know that, Harry gets the idea to do a Patronus. And the only way he got that idea is because he saw it happen. So, then when it was his time to do it, he only knew that he was able to do it because he he saw himself do it because he'd already gone back in time mm-hmm. and done it and seen it happen right so but if but then if some independent if some other harry didn't do it independently then nobody had the original idea to do it it was just a causal loop so they call it the bootstrap paradox because it's saying you're being pulled up by your bootstraps like there's no there's no other force it's just a, it's just yeah. a loop there so it, there's and, no origin the, the other good example is uh johnny be good from back to the future yeah chuck berry wrote the song yeah. johnny be good and then um, <laughs> Marty McFly plays it and Chuck Berry's cousin holds the phone up so Chuck Berry can hear it. So who wrote the song mm-hmm. Johnny Be Good? And then the other famous example is like say somebody is sitting in their room and somebody arrives from the future and says you're destined to or what well, you're going to invent a time travel here's the here's the blueprint for a, a time travel machine and then the person uses that blueprint to create a uh, time machine, a time machine yeah. and then when they do create the time machine they get in the time machine go back and visit their past self and give them the blueprints well then nobody invented the yeah time where machine. did the blueprint come from yeah <laughs> so Lachlan you said in this version there could be no such thing as free will so can you expand no, on no that? such thing as free will well, uh, it, it's like you were saying, trying to go back and kill your grandfather. You either try and fail, or you literally, like, you physically can't do it. Everything for that for that theory to be true, for the yeah. fixed timeline to be true, then everything that has happened and ever will happen has to be predetermined. Right. So it's even- there's no there's no way around getting that everything is already set. Yeah, and going back in time would almost be redundant because it's already well, happened and it's already going to happen. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Going back in time has already happened yeah. in the past. There's no loops in the timeline. It's one long yeah. timeline and everything on it is already set. It's fixed. Yeah. It can't be changed. Exactly. Which means if if things can't be changed, that means you don't have free will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it means if people are aware of this rule, this fixed timeline rule, then they would have no motivation to go in the past because if something's already happened, then um, there'd be no ability to go back in time to fix it but then again if they did go back in time they'd have no free will to stop themselves from going back in time so it's just yeah there's absolutely no room for free will whatsoever yeah yeah um, okay and then there is there is a fourth sort of idea that comes up in fiction a lot and i uh, quite like this one it's uh the do-over so this is when intentionally or otherwise a person relives a moment in uh time repeatedly so they just keep looping one moment so uh you can think of groundhog day or the edge of tomorrow and this is a little different from the others because there's a reset so it's really just like reliving a moment over and over again not changing history and presumably there is one future that will come into being after the do-over eventually ends and um you know this this type of uh theory allows for free will quite nicely so um what do you guys think about this one is this actually just the dynamic theory with a 
that twist that limits it to make it more logically consistent. Yes. Yeah, I would say that that's it because feasibly it's like what whatever the condition is for the reset like say sleep or whatever like in groundhog day yeah he goes to sleep and then you're implying that every quark in the universe is reset just to where it was previously 24 hours ago or you know eight hours ago or wherever yeah. however like that is completely and utterly insane <laughs> and then yeah, he just does, does the same thing but then he can move independently throughout this this time bubble or whatever and do different things um you know I, I, of the three, I think it's it's equally least, least feasible as dynamic, but I also think that it's basically just a spin-off of dynamic. Yeah, so. I, I think it is the dynamic theory, basically. I've been trying to figure this out in my head, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of reaching my limit, but... Um, yeah, I think it is the dynamic theory. Instead of creating alternative timelines, it just creates like endpoints that stop and then they're never fulfilled. So they don't actually eventuate into alternate timelines and alternate yeah. histories or anything. It's just that it hits the reset button and you're back to where you started and that is basically wiped like a safe state in a video game. Like if you have your safe state in GTA and then you run around and do some stuff and you don't like the way you did it or, you know, your game resets, whatever the point is, if you haven't saved it again, you just reset back to where you are and it's like as if that never happened. Yeah. It's something interesting about the, uh, or, or fiction revolving around this do-over time travel is that the physical humans involved don't actually travel back in time. Their consciousness is shifted back in time into their previous body, but they still have all the same memories as their future self yeah if that makes sense like in Groundhog Day he's not physically travelling back in time like in Edge of Tomorrow he's not physically travelling back in time like in uh, the movie About Time he's not physically travelling back in time it's just their consciousness is sent back into the previous version of themselves Mm, that's very interesting Right. Okay. So we've kind of done it for the do over just then, but we're going to go through um, some examples of these three theories in fiction. And we're going to do our movie reviews when it uh, makes sense to do them in this section here. So uh, this will be fun, but we'll talk about the, uh, so if you, if you, if you didn't understand fully the three different or four, three and a half different versions of time travel that we just explained then we're going to talk about it more through the lens of pop culture so we'll start with um dynamic and i think the the best example and i'm gonna butt in here Uh, so <coughs> this is this is Morgan's movie review, wow. guest starring. Lachlan. I've got some theme music for um, Morgan's movie review. All right, so I'll just yeah. I'll just play that for us now, and then you can get into it if you're ready, Lachlan. All right. No, no, I, I got the I got the music. I, I provide the music. So here oh, we go. No. Here we go. Excellent. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is Morgan's Movie Reviews, guest starring Lachlan. Uh, and this is a good good introduction to what we're about to talk about, which is dynamic timelines. Uh, so, the movie I reviewed features a dynamic timeline. Mm-hmm. That movie is 1994's Time Cop. Ooh. <laughs> so, Time Cop is about a time-traveling police officer who goes back in time to exact revenge against the future president for the murder of his pregnant wife. The movie stars Jean-Claude Van Damme as Max Walker, the titular Time Cop, an agent of the Time Enforcement Commission set up by the US government as a reaction to the invention of time travel because just policing the planet isn't enough for them. They have to police all of time as well. 
As expected from a Jean-Claude Van Damme film, Time Cop leans heavily on its action scenes. Showcasing his signature martial arts skills, JCVD has his foot above his head within the first 90 seconds of his first appearance on screen. He kicks and karate chops his way through the entire movie and does the splits to get himself out of a jam on more than one occasion. There's plenty of close-range gun battles, and we're even treated to a knife fight reminiscent of the Steven Seagal versus Tommy Lee Jones scene in Under Siege. While these fight sequences made me yearn for a simpler time, when stuntmen could take a kick in the mouth and cameramen didn't have Parkinson's disease, (laughs) the action isn't enough to carry the rest of the film. Time Cop has an excellent premise, but it just does not live up to its potential. The acting is stiff, the script is weak, and the plot is full of holes and predictable. I saw every twist in the story coming well before it happened. The mechanics of time travel are never explained, and not a single one of JCVD's one-liners is based on a pun. Perhaps the worst example of wasted potential is the fact that we never see a bad guy helicopter kicked by new Van Damme and old Van Damme at the same time. (laughs) In spite of all this, and as a surprise to me, the movie did very well when it was released in 1994. It got a spin-off TV series in 1997 and a sequel in 2003, and the original somehow still remains Jean-Claude Van Damme's highest grossing film, despite his objectively better works like Universal Soldier, Hard Target, and Sudden Death. (laughs) Is Time Cop a good movie? Not really. Is Time Cop a good time travel movie? Definitely not. Four out of ten, and that's only because I got to see Mia Sara's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is amazing. Morgan's movie essay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he's he's going to steal your segment, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to... Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to game. patent it That was something. amazing. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, that was excellent. Well, I'm gonna go next, and that that I worked hard on mine is shit in comparison. Well, um, Lachlan, do you, as as an expert on uh, Time Cop, do you think that this is the sort of movie where somebody came up with the name and then was like, "All right, gotta make a movie." <laughs> Definitely. Name first. Definitely. I think they had the name, they had the actor, they were like, how do we put these two things together? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love movies with cop in the title. Kindergarten cop, Robocop. It's just... This is probably the worst movie of in that genre. Oh, okay. Well, I want to see someone do the splits to get out of um, a jam. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a clip in the blog. It's pretty oh, wicked. I, I'm with you. I'm disappointed that you didn't get to see new and old Van Damme helicopters kick someone into... I know, uh, right? That would have been fucking sweet. Well, you sweet. know, I think where, where um, Time Cop missed out, um, the sixth day took over. They had Arnie <laughs> holding on to Arnie from a helicopter. You mean the sequel <laughs> of Time Cop, Time Cop 2, right? <laughs> Time Cop 2, the sixth there. Um, exactly. All right, Brad, do you want to go to yours or do you want to talk about Dynamic and then we'll come back to yours? Look, oh, let's, let's just get mine out of the way. Because, right, here's the theme music. All right, hit it. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Featuring Brad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I love that, by the way. You have to, you have to keep that. That is amazing. I enlisted the help of a um, professional singer, so our intro was done by um, 
Modern Divide, who are a you know a great band, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now I've also got a you know professional female singer um, to do Morgan's movie review, and I'm very proud of it. I know we've got contacts, uh, which is impressive. We are connected. Yeah, we, we are hooked up. She she's a classically trained professional singer. She's in the Australian Girls Choir. She's sung um, at uh, many big events, and uh, I happen to be dating her as well. So <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, Brad, do your do your shitty review and look like an idiot after Lachlan's great review. I know. Oh god, this is painful. But all right. Uh, so, boys, the movement that I have chosen to review Good is start. uh the 2013 time travel rom com about time. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, so. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, the movie sees our protagonist, Tim, played by the awkward yet charming Donal, and I looked this up, Donal is how you say his first name, uh, Donal Gleason, uh, and he learns in his travels that, uh, after after his 21st birthday, his dad approaches him and says, you're you're able to go through time. The whole male side of our family, uncles, grandpas, you know, whatever, they're male all privilege. able. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's a bit patriarchal, but, uh, thanks for spoiling the part of my <laughs> review. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they can all travel through time. Um, so naturally, once he finds out that he has the ability to travel through his life's timeline and at will, um, he does the only reasonable thing, uh, and puts his powers to use finding love. Uh, oh. now joining Donal on his, this ride is the ever spicy Rachel McAdams, <laughs> the perennial father figure Bill Nye, and the sultry Margot Robbie. Um, now after having his heart broken by Robbie Charlotte, uh, Margot Robbie Charlotte, Donald sets his sights on McAdams' marriage. Under the supervision of Bill Nye's dad, he doesn't actually have a name, his character's name is Dad, I checked it as well, it's a bit weird, but, uh, <laughs> Dad, he navigates through life's up and down. Uh, now... Overall, the movie is an honest and stark look at the matters of the heart, whether it be the family or newfound romantic interests, and it pulls no punches when it comes to the tear-jerking and heartbreaking moments. Uh, despite the, ob- <laughs> the obvious patriarchal overtones, am I right, ladies? Uh, <laughs> the movie is paced ex- excellently, written and filmed wonderfully, and Nye steals the show as dad. Uh, it will make you laugh, cry, and everything in between. Uh <laughs> In a movie involving dynamic time travel, timelines, uh, and fake British accents, the only thing I couldn't believe was Robbie or McMadam's interest in Donald Gleeson. <laughs> right. <laughs> One point off for every hot lady that's interested in the ginger Irishman. Cinema masterpiece, 8 out of 10. <laughs> I agree with you, Brad. I've seen about time. It's a, Even though it's a, it's a rom-com, it's like a chick flick, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, this is what I was... Uh, um, I was talking to you guys about before is like I actually have seen the movie before I do like the movie and it's time traveling it like the concept there of time travel is very interesting but I, I'm just a terrible reviewer so I probably haven't done it much justice oh, don't uh, beat yourself can up I, about it Brett. can I can I piggyback on your review there Brad yeah feel free uh, and just mention a little fun fact that uh, Rachel McAdams that's about time is the third uh, time travel film in which she has played the female lead. So she was in and what? Was she in? She was in the time traveler's wife. Yep, that's the other one I know. Is that about time travel? In... <laughs> uh, it's about a time traveler's wife. Yeah. It uh, doesn't, doesn't go into time travel at all. She was in Midnight in Paris. Ah, uh, starring Owen Wilson. Yep, and wow. she's obviously in About Time. And then after About Time, she also played the female lead in Doctor Strange, uh, which isn't ah. about time travel but involves time travel. So to this date, four movies. 
mm. involving time travel, uh, Rachel McAdams, the illustrious, just perfect Rachel McAdams, <laughs> has played the female lead. Well, I have a feeling that you know this more for your uh, uh, your interest in Rachel McAdams than time travel. So. Three of those four movies my wife made me go see, and I only agreed because Rachel McAdams was in them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's clear we're all in love with uh, Rachel McAdams, and um, let's just... Not as much as me! Let's just say her acting is timeless. Oh, <laughs> excellent. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, since you guys went um, back to back and... Um yeah, my, my time travel movie is a little um, all over the shop with its time travel. Might as well do it now, so here we uh, go. <laughs> Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review featuring Morgan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I do. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> great. Um, all right, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 1988. Yes. Is the, is the ultimate time travel movie. Rather than ignoring or trying to explain away the inevitable, inevitable paradoxes that arrive from traveling to the past, Bill and Ted's actively embraces the illogical. In fact, the movie continuously punishes you for even trying to make sense of the timeline, to the point where you are forced to relax and revel in the nonsense. In order to pass a history report, Bill and Ted are visited in San Dimas, California, 1988, by Rufus, George Carlin, who explains that the fate of a peaceful and harmonious future rests on Bill and Ted getting an A-plus on their oral presentation. Considering the importance of this mission, Rufus lets the duo use a time machine to go back and visit important historical figures. But will these two goofballs catastrophically alter the present by interfering with the past? No, Rufus tells them, you can do anything. So they begin whirling their way through history with reckless abandon, kidnapping notable figures to bring back to 1988, like a game of historical Pokemon. <laughs> but the real, the real essence of Bill and Ted's comes from the dialogue, which includes a mix of antiquated English words and 80s surface slang. The iconic dialogue, fun plot, and the fact that the jokes are accessible to everybody makes this movie a classic that anyone can enjoy. The film signals low with fart jokes and goofy dialogue, and it signals high with meta jokes and historical references. George Carlin sets the tone for the movie immediately when, in the first scene, he describes a future utopia by saying, bowling averages are way up, mini golf scores are way down. <laughs> <laughs> If you even try to take the movie seriously after this introduction, then you don't deserve to go on the excellent adventure that is this classic film. Nine out of ten. Oh, nice work. Oh, that's beautiful. That that sums up Bill and Ted's perfectly, actually. That, that's... It is. It is a. I, I was thinking like you can't really do an overly funny movie review for a hilarious goofy movie, so I tried to pay respect to it because I do love that movie. And uh, mm. yeah, it's I, a great movie. I genuinely, uh, you know, I'm not giving it a nine out of ten as a joke i'm giving it a nine out of ten because it is an amazing movie and if you haven't seen it for a while because you saw it when you were a kid and you're like oh that was a silly movie um go and watch it again because it is very silly but it is actually very funny and uh yeah there are a lot of jokes that you would have missed as a kid there was definitely when i watched it back i was like oh that is really fucking funny and i didn't i didn't get that the first time <laughs> all right there we go there was um, all right everyone so that's been the movie review podcast thanks for listening uh <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about examples of, um, a dynamic timeline in, um, fiction, so you guys both did one, so I've got About Time here, which is the movie that Brad reviewed, mm -hmm. and, um, 
hot tub time machine. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, <laughs> heard of it before? Yeah. But hot tub time machine has something in common with um, Back to the Future, and that is that um, there is a happy ending to the movie when they go back to the present time and find out that things are so much better than they were when they left. Just kind of it seems like mm. a cheap uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> You're just messing with time travel and everything fucking worked out fine. Yeah, that's one of the things um, about about time was really good about was the, that he, he has the ability to go back in time by going to a dark, dark space, clenching his fists and he'll get taken back. But he can only travel along his own timeline. So they even bring up baby Hitler in the movie. They say, can't, I can't go back and kill baby Hitler or whatever. I can go back to, you know, when I was a kid. Or, um, but it it does it does sort of a, a really good job in that there's a period where his his uh, sister is an alcoholic and in an abusive relationship so he goes back to the night that he met she met him which was a new year's eve party which is one of the big scenes in the in the movie and the night that she met her abusive partner yeah her abusive partner yeah yeah um and stops them from ever meeting but in the process he actually changes um his baby so he comes back to the future and the the kid that he had is not the same and he goes and asks his dad about it his dad said yeah well the exact sperm that you had then that single sperm that fertilized the egg you do anything different it won't be the same more than likely so once you have kids you can't go back in time yeah, and he, he brings he that up go, like, yeah he can't go back further than when he yeah. inseminated his wife yeah now so like as a as a father yourself like, i'm sure that resonated with you but um well i wasn't a father when i saw no it. but uh, but the second my son was born I did start thinking hmm I can't go back in time yeah, at no. this point well, no, how man. attached are you to your baby <laughs> <laughs> I mean you come back and you still have a baby yeah it's still so... a baby it's still your baby it's a, it's a pretty a pretty poignant scene actually when he walks in the door he's just saved his sister she's he comes back to the future she's in a yeah you he's know, feeling good yeah great relationship now and he's really happy with himself walks in the door goes to feed his his daughter and it's now a son with black hair instead of a daughter with blonde hair and he just immediately says hi puts the baby down walks into the closet and then goes back in time and decides not to help his sister because he, he can't lose his child so. did you say he had a daughter and then when he came back in time it was a son yeah yes what's the issue isn't that awesome <laughs> He's he's not Chinese. <laughs> oh, well, we've just lost all of our Chinese listeners. I'm kidding. They, the government won't let them listen to anything. Yeah, they can't get the past the Great Firewall of China. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> Great Firewall of China. I didn't come up that with that. That's a legit. That's great. Thing. I've never heard that before. I'm uh, 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 live a sheltered life. I just pictured data Mongolians trying to scale it. Okay, so Back to the Future we've all seen all three movies Lachlan, give me your um, power rankings of Back to the Future 1, 2, 3. Okay, from best to worst, Yeah. Back to the Future 2 Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 3 Controversial. Brad? Um, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's a toss up between 1 and 2. I like them both. And I'm going to have to follow suit here and go with 2, 1, 3. Yeah, dog! Lachlan. Yeah, it was, it was hard because 1 and 2 I really love them both. Um, I think in the end though, I enjoy two better than one just just if if anything yeah. for the hoverboard well the hoverboard's a big part i like the the almanac as well like that recurring thing and biff becoming super re- I, I love i love love that that whole storyline so it just pips out the original and then three is obviously a considerable margin no you guys are wrong you gotta go in chronological order three <laughs> one two <laughs> 
there we go. No, no, no. It's it's definitely one, two, three. I know two has a lot of novelty value, and when you watch it, you're like, ha ha! Look how funny they thought um, this would be happening in 2015. How ridiculous! Ha ha ha! But number one is uh, fairly the best. So I think once you get past the novelty value of uh, number two, you uh, realize that number one has a better storyline. It's a more engaging plot. Um, it Dude almost fucks his mum. I, uh, I mean, is that a point four or against? Brad, if your mum <laughs> if your mum looked like that, I wouldn't blame you. Like, <laughs> if our if our mums look like that, you know, we went back to the past. Um, our our mums are all very um, beautiful, attractive women, but um, I hope none of them listen to this. Yeah, and I hope uh, I don't go back in time. Um, <laughs> My mum definitely listens to this morgue, so you're gonna have to atone for all your sins. Hello, Kathy. <laughs> Um, but I mentioned it briefly before. Do you think the the whole idea of the disappearing Marty? Do you think that's the most ridiculous plot device that's that ever been invented in the in the history of all movies ever? Uh, I, I know you. I, I know you say it's ridiculous and everything like that. What fucking uh, future timeline are they thinking where Marty is in a photo standing next to this well with his siblings? And his parents have taken a photo of it, and then he starts disappearing from it. But the photo still exists, so the parents went out there and took a fucking photo of the well, like, just with no one in it? What is, what is going on? It doesn't make any sense. I think it very clearly illustrates to the audience what's happening. Yeah. It's a plot it, device, it's, obviously. It's a lo- That's it's what illogical. I said. As a plot device, it's it's really good. It is completely illogical. If you start looking at it beyond the surface, though, it is completely and utterly retarded. But as a plot device, I think it's a really good way to illustrate not even the fact, Not even the fact that, oh, they took a photo of a well the fact that he slowly disappears yeah yeah, like yeah. he's either he's either there or he's not yeah, yeah. exactly but um, i mean you can't just have that happen like him immediately fuck up and be like oh and then the movie's over you know and then it's up to doc and the fucking dog to save his ass you know um yeah and then him actually disappearing in real yeah. life as well. it's like i just oh, when, i think as when, a movie when plot things, device when things start going awry he starts disappearing from the photo and that's really mm. bad but shit really hits the fan when he starts disappearing in real life mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's two stages there's a three-stage process to non-existence. The first stage, <laughs> <laughs> you start disappearing from photos, uh, but your physical like, body is fine. It's like the five <laughs> the five stages of grief, the three stages of non-existence. Um, yeah, but yeah, very stupid, but a good plot device is how I think. Well, yeah, it, it helps you know what's going on, but I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty cringy sometimes watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anything else we want to say about Back to the Future? I love Back to the Future, by the way. I don't want people to yeah. think that I'm cheating on it. I do love it, mm. but I mean, yeah, they're great movies. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't revel in its ridiculousness like uh, Bill and Ted does. So I think it's, but I really like the the sincerity of it. But mm. I do think it is a little bit funny sometimes that it's it is so sincere despite being so ridiculous. Mm. Well, I'm just gonna say, Morgan, you're on shaky ground uh, with the Michael J. Fox fan. Oh God. <laughs> I made a Parkinson's joke before, and that was more tasteful than what you just said, Brad. <laughs> Come on, Brad, you jet. <laughs> Alright, did, did any of you guys watch any um, time travel episodes of the Twilight Zone this week? No. I did. No. What a surprise. <laughs> what a coincidence. What's that got to do with the podcast? Uh, well, there are time travel episodes of um, the Twilight Zone, and one of them I watched is called uh, Back There, and it's about a guy who... 
uh, is discussing with his mates whether it's actually possible to affect the past. If you went back to the past, would you actually be able to affect it? And then, you know, Twilight Zone. So he ends up um, back in time on the night of Lincoln's assassination and tries to stop it. But uh, he can't. So, no, he can't affect it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. <laughs> no, nah, but there's a little there's a little twist at the end. So it seems it seems like it's a fixed timeline. Then a uh, little twist at the end tells you no, it's actually dynamic, and he could have saved Lincoln if he wasn't a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. And then I watched another episode a while ago, so this wasn't in preparation for this week, but from the 1986 series of The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have only watched a few episodes from the 1986 version, and oh boy, they suck. This episode um, <laughs> is called Silver Bullet, and it's about mm. JFK's assassination. So, as a, obviously, we did an episode last season. I'm an expert at JFK's uh, assassination. Go back and listen to it, please. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's a great episode. Um, anyway. <laughs> They're all great episodes. <laughs> Very the, humble. Uh, the idea of this episode is a dynamic timeline where a guy who is a historian uh, from the future is back in time to observe history as it's taking place, but he's not allowed to affect any anything and then he goes to see um yeah he goes to see jfk get assassinated and then oh he's just so in love with jfk that he can't possibly let him actually die so he fucking runs out and saves jfk's life and then it turns out that um well in order for history to correct itself they had to kill um the russian leader i can't remember his name khrushchev or whatever had to kill the the russian leader and then uh, the world is descending into nuclear war and stuff like that so he now has to go back in time and let jfk die and it's so sad because jfk was such a great guy it was the most sycophantic fucking ridiculous episode of anything i've ever seen <laughs> oh boy like i don't mind jfk but after watching that episode i was like fuck jfk i'm glad he died <laughs> fuck just that, really. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> really fucking pissed me off because there was part where he's explaining to jfk like oh i altered history and now you have to go back and die and jfk's like oh, i will take i will do it because you know i want to save mankind and stuff and then the guy's talking about this future he's like oh jfk we realized your fucking dreams of getting rid of poverty and um you know war and stuff like that i'm like oh yeah jfk is the only person in history that's ever wanted to get rid of poverty and war oh, yeah and if he didn't die he would have done it. oh god You just just reminded me, I should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about the different theories of time travel, but Mm -hmm. I forgot about it and you just reminded me now. Uh, There's another one, it's the the theory that the universe is self-healing in regards to time travel, so Mm. it's it's something called the Novikov self-consistency principle. Um, Basically, no matter what you go back in time and do, the universe will, will dynamically shift around that so that the end result is still the same. So it's like... If you were to say, oh, J- for the for this example, you save JFK from being shot in the head or something, yeah. and then like you know a week later or something, gets hit by a bus. Is that what you're trying to? Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of like that, a, yeah. that, that's like. So he, the ultimate goal is that yeah, that he ends up dead, Final yeah. Destination style. You know, whether yeah. well, it's I from... was what what reminded me of it was Morgan saying he saved JFK, so then uh, the Russian leader died. Okay. Stuff like because that. Because history so had to, like, yeah, fill in some gap or some shit. Yeah, yeah so exactly. There, there had to be some sort of adverse effect either way. So, so it's, it's kind not of necessarily, like a... not necessarily the same person has to die, mm. but, like, if if you take the killing Hitler example, if you go back and kill Hitler, it's not necessary that someone will take his place, but some other person or some event will still spark World War Two, and millions of people will still die. Okay, so it's kind of like a fixed timeline, but this allows for free will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've heard something similar. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, I guess you have to believe that the universe is sentient mm. in that 
case, or that there's some sort of higher being pulling the strings. I'm not sure. I, I, I definitely don't subscribe to it, but it's just an interesting take. That's some real, yeah. Final Destination is a great example of that. It's not time travel, but like the, the self-healing aspect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, great movie, by the way, first Final Destination. Seeing Sean William Scott get, get decapitated uh, by like some part of a train or something, it was fucking, that was lit. <laughs> anyway, Sean William Scott. No, I love him as well. It was just really funny. Um, so another theory is the multiverse theory. And, uh, and Lachlan, you and I were debating whether um, Back to the Future 2 should be considered multiverse or dynamic. It has to be. It's definitely multiverse. Right, because of the whole uh, tangent and the timeline, the alternate timeline. Yeah, there's a scene where Doc Brown talks about how they've split off to a different timeline. Yeah, and yeah, so you're right, because if um, they didn't split off to that alternate, if that alternate timeline was the new timeline, then that would replace them, in the, like they wouldn't exist in that exactly. exactly. So they have to have a independent timeline that they still came from. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Brad, you ready? Uh, look, I'll, I'll agree. It's, look. It, I think the the dynamic one because you're you're changing, and then the end result in the future, it, it's still one timeline there. Yeah, so I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah, the multiverse is obviously the um, the one that doesn't have any paradoxes in it. And why would you yeah. make a movie if it didn't have paradoxes in it? Just that doesn't sound <laughs> very fun. So it's understand it's understandable that it uh, doesn't <laughs> come up much. So the third one is the fixed timeline. So there are a few um, movies about this. So um, Twelve Monkeys is a movie like this um harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban in that there's only one timeline and it's the timeline where the time travel didn't affect the past because the time travel was already built into the past mm-hmm. and then um you know game of thrones has a similar sort of idea about time travel where um three-eyed raven says the past is already written the ink is dry and um yeah we, we've seen that in a couple of episodes that i'm not gonna give spoilers for but spoiler warning for the next two minutes but whenever uh if you haven't watched game of thrones maybe just fast forward but so hodor becomes retarded because <laughs> bran as the three-eyed raven goes back in time and makes him retarded <laughs> But then he was that way the whole time, so it's like... He was that way the whole time, but only because Bran already went back, like, you know, exactly. the, the accident that turned him into a fucking retard hmm. is, <laughs> has already happened from the future. So that's that's a fixed timeline. There's no free will in Game of Thrones, so... You shouldn't becomes, care about the characters. <laughs> whoever wins the Game of Thrones is already determined, so there's no point watching the final season. <laughs> Right, so Hodor was already like that from the first moment Bran met him, it seems, mm. and then, you know, it actually turned out Bran affected him in the past before that, so it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. And that also leads to all these um, fan theories about how uh, Bran's going to fuck up the future by going back, well, he's going to cause things that we know as fuck-ups now by going back into the past um, and trying to change it, but actually causing them, so... You know, the, the mm. Mad King getting the whispers and stuff like that. People think, oh, maybe that was Bran going back and trying to prevent it, but actually causing it. Ooh. Um, there was a Futurama episode that also kind of used a fixed timeline, and it kind of, um, it was a bit like Bill and Ted's, where it kind of um, made fun of itself for being so implausible and ridiculous. And it was the episode where um, they go back to uh, Roswell and uh, <laughs> Fry. When Fry's his own grandpa. Yeah, Fry um, meets his grandma who is very attractive and he meets his grandpa and um his grandpa dies but he doesn't disappear so he goes oh that means i'm not related to my grandma and she's smoking hot so i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) you know hook up with her and then um you know the professor explains to him um 
our degenerate friend Fry is his own grandfather. So. <laughs> <laughs> great, uh, great use of the grandfather paradox to make fun of the whole idea of time travel. So I, I like that. another another uh, fixed timeline example is from the original 1984 Transformers cartoon. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know if either. I, I assume you guys haven't seen it. Oh no. No, no, um, I can't I'm say a, I have. Uh, I'm a big fan of Transformers, so I have. Um, so there's this group of Transformers. They're the uh, I forget what they're called, but they're they're all aeroplanes. Mm. Anyway, Optimus Prime creates these aeroplane Transformers, and then at some point down the track, they go back in time. They save Optimus Prime's life, and he meets them, and he's like, "Hmm, you guys give me a good idea for some Transformers I should create." <laughs> 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 good stuff, uh, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would not recommend going back and watching it. It's oh, I've already started downloading it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man. So, 80s cartoons are so shit. In the best way. Um, do you guys... What do you guys think? Do you think in Harry Potter, do you think the Time Turner ruined just the Prisoner of Azkaban, or do you think it ruined the whole series? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why it ruined the whole series. Uh, it it kind of did, because, didn't it? Because they never use it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have the power of time travel for the next fucking four books, and they never use it. They never even think to use it. No one even says, hey, hang on, couldn't we just use the time turner? Then they to go explain back it away like... really badly in some book where they say, like, oh, they're all broken. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> then they explain yeah, yeah. It. I think in the fifth book, like, someone knocks over their shelf with them on it, and they all break or something. They all get caught in the loop or some shit. Yeah. Okay, well, between the. But I think that was, like, that book happening. six. I think that was. I think that was yeah, it. That, Someone should have said, hey, why can't we go back and kill baby Voldemort? Well, I think the... Uh, baby wizard Hitler. I think the, the time turner that Hermione got could only go back in time five hours or something, couldn't it? No, no, no they just, just said, turned it for every hour. Yeah, so no, he said only turn it like two and a half turns or something. But you yeah, could... Turn it a theoretically, yeah, she could just spin the fuck out of it and <laughs> see where she lands. It's never I, explained. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Harry Potter series hmm. when I was younger and I read them when they came out. But looking back on it now, J.K. Rowling's really not that good of a writer. Aww. I'm just thinking... <laughs> No, she's a great writer, but I think the introduction of time travel is um, a little bit silly. She's cause... going back and retconning her characters. She said now that, uh, you know, nowhere is it mentioned that Hermione's a white girl, even though several times throughout it is mentioned that she's a white girl. And it's also she's also saying that uh, Gandalf was gay. You mean Dumbledore? <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf is definitely same, gay. Same actor. <laughs> Gandalf the gay. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't like that she's retconning characters, and she is Isn't doing. Is Harry it Potter just... the one where they have to throw the ring into the volcano? <laughs> <laughs> no, Harry Potter is the one with the black guy named Harry and his Asian friend Ron. And, um... <laughs> I just, I, I think it ruined the series because you've given it, you, you put this, you know, time traveling thing on an orphan whose parents were brutally murdered, and he knows exactly when it happened because it's one of the biggest events in fucking when wizarding. and where. Yeah, when and where, and it, it's one of the largest events in magic history, and he doesn't go, you know what, I'm going to spin this back and see what happens. But I think we'll talk about this um, in, a, in a minute, but the, the Harry Potter uses a fixed timeline, so the fact that he didn't do that means that he can't do it. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, exactly. They don't explicitly say you can't they, do it. They haven't yet comprehended that they don't have free will. Yeah. Surely, like, all throughout the series, Harry Potter's talking about how sad he is that his parents died and how much it sucks to be an orphan. Yeah. Wouldn't the first thought yeah. in his head be, oh, shit, I can go back and save my parents? Yeah, presumably. You would think so. Um, but yeah. then again, I would counter by saying that... Um, 
they do talk about the dangers of time travel in um, the movie and the book, and I think it's it's really important that you should only use time travel when it's totally necessary and there's something really, really important. Like, you know, for example, a 13-year-old girl who wants to take an extra class. <laughs> Yeah, saving your parents not important. Man, that school was getting to fucking defense against the dark arts or some shit. Extremely important. Right. Well, um, I agree that it kind of, it kind of. Do you? I don't know if you guys have come across this, but when people say, "Oh yeah, you can do fucking spells with wands and turn people into animals," but oh, you can't travel back in time, and uh, you know, kind of use that as a way to say that in Harry Potter anything can happen, so don't worry too much about the logistics of it and stuff. But yeah, I think when you know you're buying into this universe where people can do magic and these weird things can happen, but there's all there's a logic to that. You know, yeah. there's like a consistency to that idea, and then you just throw this other thing in. And then you're just saying, oh, well, this doesn't make any sense, but don't worry about it. That's not, you know, yeah. that kind I of... I think it's a, a case of, like, Time Cop. J.K. Rowling had this great idea where she's like, we can trick people to thinking Harry sees his dad, but it's actually him. And then she's like, but how do I fucking do it? And eventually, after, like, six months, she's just like, fuck it, time travel. Like, <laughs> honest to God, like, she, she, I think she had a concept, and then she, she really wanted to make it work. She couldn't figure out how to do it with magic, and she just went, fuck it, time travel. I actually remember when I first read that scene mm. in the book, and, like, it's heavily alluded to that it's Harry's dad. Yeah. I was pissed off. I'm like, they can't fucking bring his parents back from the dead. That cheapens the whole franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what she actually did is probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, well, I won't cheapen it. I'll just fucking destroy it. How's that sound? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, reading it, again, I, I was a fan of the, like, the Ewok, and I was a fan of the books when I was growing up. Uh, but, like, when you read them back and you go, well, that actually is kind of a big point. Like, it's a gaping plot hole she put in there for the sake of, a, you know, a cheap reveal. A cool scene. Yeah. yeah so. Um, well, so that's been the Harry Potter podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then the last, the last theory of going into the past, we can do this one quickly, is... Um, the do-over, so that's Groundhog Day, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Source Code is kind of like that, and um, there was another mm. Twilight Zone episode I watched, um, but yeah, like, we have all seen Groundhog Day, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie, absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, go watch it immediately. Yeah, I was. Well, I didn't want to do that because it's just a solid 10, and I, I don't know if I can yeah. put into words how good that movie is, but it's just like... It's probably Bill Murray's seminal work. Mm. It's, it's definitely one of his most iconic roles, and it is a fantastic movie anyone who honestly if you haven't seen it it's a it's a hard 10 <laughs> um yeah it is it is a really good movie and I, I was thinking like oh like during the week i was like oh yeah it is it is about time travel but you know i don't think of it as a time travel movie i think of it more of a you know a religious or f- philosophical spiritual kind yeah. of movie so um but yeah it, it's it's genuinely hilarious and um it has a really um deep meaning to it and mm. it's not um it's not a cynical movie so it's it starts off with a very cynical character and um, I really like that that you know um, he comes to uh, you know yeah appreciate life and enjoy life and not be such a um, cynic so I think that's a really nice <laughs> message have you guys seen uh, Edge of Tomorrow I, yes, I love movie. Edge of Tomorrow as well and I'm going to give that a hard 9 soft 10 as well <laughs> Uh, and I think it sort of fell over towards the end, but it yeah, it got it. yeah, it got a little, like it stumbled a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I thought it was a bit repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs>
But anyway, I wasn't seeing that as well. Um, in America, it's called Live, Die, Repeat. Is it really? Yep. I uh, think they changed the name for the DVD release and some shit, because I remember, um, yeah, like in, I saw... I think I Live, Die, Repeat was the tagline originally. Yeah, and I think yeah, they changed and, it. And so. now, yeah, they changed it. In America, was, it's known as Live, Die, Repeat. I'm just in it everywhere up. else, it, it's Edge of Tomorrow, and it's based on a Japanese manga called All You yeah, Need Is Kill. Manga. Yeah, it's called a All You Need Is Kill, and oh, it is... Guys, get, uh, it is fantastic. Get excited about this. A sequel tied titled Live, Die, Repeat and Repeat is currently in development. <laughs> as long as it's got uh, Cruise back I'll, I'll trust in it otherwise that sounds a little I'll, sketchy. I'll watch any movie with TC in it I think everyone yeah. knows that by this stage. We're already yeah pretty excited you're very excited by the old TC so um, yeah I thought it yeah, was that, that, is a, that is the perfect example of a do-over like um, Groundhog Day but with guns. It was like so. a video game do-over sort of thing it was, like, yeah. it was really cool and yeah. um, you know obviously Tom Cruise is an amazing actor and um, I wasn't expecting much going into the movie. I was like, Tom Cruise is in it, I'll see it. But it was legitimately fantastic. Very good. It was um, nine out of ten Groundhog Days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Perfect. So yeah, that's the do-over. Everyone's pretty familiar. Just transport back, restart. I think know. I think I like the do-over mm. because it, it, it avoids paradoxes and it's very easy to get a good message across without getting too hung up in the um, logistics of the whole idea and stuff. It, like, once, once you've bought into the idea that there is a reset then it's all um yeah it's all fine it's all smooth sailing from there yeah exactly there's not not too much to worry about after that point if you've already bought into it and a movie that's kind of like that but not really is um 50 first dates with adam sandler and drew barrymore (laughs) (laughs) that kind of is because in her mind she's time traveling every night when she goes to sleep (laughs) and uh that is like a do-over movie and i think we all (laughs) appreciate that movie Okay, so we spent a lot of time on uh, going to the past, but going to the future is probably not going to take quite as long, because if you travel to the future, you can travel to the future using science. It's actually possible. It's not quite possible yet, probably, or not in any real um, way, but uh, we know that people could be frozen, potentially, and then wake up mm-hmm. in the future. That's kind of like time traveling. And, um, like Walt Disney. Right. And um, traveling close to the speed of light, uh, that's called time dilation, so if you're flying fast enough out in space, you uh, time would move slower for you relative to the people who are still left on this planet. And when you came back, it would. Uh, it's <laughs> it's like I think I can. I it's think I can probably explain this better than you are at the moment. Yeah, go on. Look. So, uh, based on Einstein's theory of relativity, we know that the faster you go, the closer you approach the speed of light. The slower time moves for you. Um, so it's the same with uh, gravity. The immense gravity affects time as well. Um, at the event horizon of black holes, time moves incredibly slowly, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 the same effect. Time dilation. Yeah. Um, so it happens with satellites. Um, our our satellites that are in orbit because they're further away from the Earth, they experience gravity to a lesser extent than what we do here on Earth. So their clocks actually move faster than what they do down here ah so they're experiencing time at a at a faster rate then. faster rate yes yeah ah, well, instead of the opposite lucky oh. I, I i saw in a video that if somebody spends six months in the international space station 
when they come back to Earth, they will be 0.005 seconds younger than they would have been if they were on Earth the whole time. Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you can, you can do it right now. Okay, so if you and a friend are in the same spot, you get your friend to stand there and stay still. You walk 50 meters away and then walk 50 meters back. They've stayed still the whole time. You've been moving. Because you're moving, even though it's just a minute fraction closer to the speed of light, time has been moving slower for you. So your friend who stayed still has aged three femtoseconds more than you have in the same amount of time, which is I think is like a billionth of a second. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> you old fucker. Yeah, so you, 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 you guys listening at home, you can go out and try this with your friends. If you want to make one of your friends really old, just make them stand still and everyone else walk away from them. <laughs> or even run. Like, Usain Bolt probably ages way slower than everyone else. Because <laughs> he's really uh, fast. All those femtos of a second. Hey, they add up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how time has ravaged you, my weary friend. <laughs> Alright, well, if we're gonna take um, if we're gonna take this time dilation to the extreme, we can see this in um, fiction. Yeah, so absolutely. a couple of um, couple of times this has happened. The other the other one I mentioned was freezing. We'll get to that in a minute. But the time dilation. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: Planet of the Apes. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean it was Earth the whole time? <laughs> You're blowing up! <laughs> God damn you! You damn dirty apes! You damn dirty apes! Uh, Charlton Heston. No, what a man. Good work. Um, yeah, so in Planet of the Apes, uh, some um, astronauts or scientists, whatever, in a... Um... Astronauts are scientists. <laughs> <sighs> um... <laughs> were flying around out in space and then they came across some planet and they're like, oh, touch down here, have a look at what's going on. Turns out it's Earth, they don't know that yet because um, they see it inhabited by these ape-like creatures and then, uh, yeah, they eventually find out that they have been travelling for so long that time, so much time has passed on Earth that uh, there's a new dominant species and, uh, yes. Hmm. Very, Pretty straightforward. Very good movie and Charlton Heston um, overacts everything perfectly. So, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, another time it happened is in the movie Interstellar, and that wasn't mm-hmm. the major um, plot focus or anything. But there was a time where um, they were uh, they went to a planet that was orbiting a um, black hole. Black- yeah. yeah, and so yeah, the time dilation they experienced was completely different. It was to huge the, to the black huge guy they left on time the, dilation. Yeah. Wasn't it like yeah, one... so they were they were they were down for an hour or something on the surface, yeah, and he aged like twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. I think so it was one hour for seven years, and then yeah. they stayed longer than they should have. Said, actually. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. But could you imagine sitting in that spacecraft and like, all right, they're going to be about an hour, so I've got to wait seven <laughs> years, and then it's like. <laughs> It's like seven years in a day, and you're like, oh, I guess it took him like an extra two seconds, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> took an extra two seconds. And then they're just not coming, and then you're after, it's like ten years, and then they're, they're thinking like, well, we're only half an hour late, like, it's hard to control it. But, What's um, he fucking whinging about? Yeah, yeah, by the time they get back, he's like, fucking lady from the Titanic movie, he's like, oh, I've been waiting, fucking, <laughs> it's old as shit. Um, I when I saw Interstellar, I like that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to the idea of time dilation, mm. and I went home and looked it up, and my mind was blown. I was like, "This is fucking real." Yeah. <laughs> 
like it blew my mind. Up until they hit the like the event horizon, the Tesseract and everything, that movie is in, it, like disturbingly accurate. Yeah, which is probably the 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 scariest part about that whole thing. Yeah, very scientifically accurate. Uh, there, are, without spoilers or anything, there are three acts to that movie, and I think if the movie ended at the second act, it would have been a really really yep. good, yeah. great, touching, 100%. really good, touching, nice ending. And then the third seemed like a totally different movie, turned into like this. In fact, yeah. I think. Uh, I think you and I had this conversation when it first came out, maybe, because this sounds really familiar that, yeah, it should have ended two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, me and Morgan went to see it at the movies, didn't we? Uh, I went to see it. I don't know who I went with. I probably... Yeah, you went went with me, and you said the exact same thing as soon as you walked out of the theatre, which was that up until he entered the... Yeah. (laughs) As soon as he entered the black hole, you're like, that's where it should have ended. I'm like... It's been out for years. Fuck anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, I said spoilers. I said no spoilers. Come on, Mate, I, I already said the Tesseract. Like, I mean, shit. Like, plot points have been given away. came out three and a half years ago. I don't know if that's past the, uh, the up, statute of limitations Jesus. on spoilers. Mate, we'll uh, get it in post. We'll put a fucking spoiler alert. I don't give a shit. I'd give it a yeah. uh, Anyway. Stop making noise. <laughs> Just move on to the next one. All right. So the other type of going into the future is using um, uh, freezing. So you're not really traveling through time. You're experiencing time at the same rate as everybody else, except you're just not aging. You know, you're put in this mm-hmm. state of, um, you know. Like a metabolic slowdown or something. Yeah, yeah. So you're not aging. Um, so this yeah. very famously happened in the television show Futurama. In fact, it was the whole basis for the television show Futurama. So Fry um, is cryogenically frozen and awoken in the year 3000. And um, yeah, there was also another movie where as the, something like this happened and the movie was called Encino Man. And um, it was... <laughs> <laughs> As we're Brendan Fraser playing a uh, early hominid, sort of uh, early human, I guess, is uh, <laughs> frozen and uh, awakes in uh, 1990s California and starts hanging out with Sean Astin and Paulie Shaw. So, <laughs> weasel. It's a. <laughs> Oh, fuck, what a movie. Uh, That's up there with Biodome as well, so, like, if you haven't seen those. I think... Some absolute sure classics. Encino Man is definitely in the top three Brendan Fraser fish out of water movies. Um, (laughs) Blast from the Past is also pretty good. Oh, what a movie that is. Oh, wait. Oh, speaking of... George, George of the Jungle, what? not too bad. Oh. Um, but yeah, no one, no one plays the I have no fucking clue what's going on character like uh, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's generally his life. He's just, I have no idea what's fucking going on. <laughs> he ended up like an A-list celebrity and then just fucking disappeared overnight. And everyone's like, I have no idea what's fucking going on. He's frozen. He's frozen for the future generations. He is not aged well either. I don't want to be mean or anything, but he was a good-looking dude, and now he just sort of looks weird. Like he had some sort of plastic surgery gone wrong, or I'm not sure. So, would you guys go back in time and kill Baby Hitler? Mm. Um... What for? For Baby Hitler 2.0 to be twice as bad? I don't think so. I think the Jews are just going to have to take the hit on this one. You wouldn't risk it, no. Morgan, uh, as we've talked about, I don't think it's possible but i guess um obviously in this hypothetical situation it is possible. well i'm just yeah i'm just trying to think if it's a multiverse thing there's no point because there's still universes where hitler does you know like that just creates an existential issue where nothing's worth doing of anything if the multiverse theory is true because like there's infinite yeah <laughs> uh so if the multiverse thing then no uh if it's dynamic i don't know because i think hitler has had an impact on probably every 
single birth in some way, you know? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have been born. Well, in the sense that, you know, like... I definitely wouldn't have been born. Yeah, what? Because my grandparents were displaced because of World War II. Which is all the more reason to kill Hitler. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I asked my wife about this before we started recording, whether she would go back in time and kill baby Hitler. Um, and she said no, but not for the reason you think. I asked her why she wouldn't do it, and, um, being a fairly new mother herself, she said, just think about Hitler's mum and how upset she would be if someone came and killed her baby. Uh, she did say she'd go back in time and kill baby Brad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well... So sorry, Kathy. She's not upset about uh, upsetting you. I uh, just want to. I just want to point out that you have a very real child that I can kill. <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> All right. So my final answer to your question, Lachlan, is I'd go back in time and um, nurture him and love him and help him grow up to be a good person who respects other people. That's what <laughs> I would. <laughs> Spoiler alert! That's uh, the that's the story of Deadpool two that just came out. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. Um, why did not, you? Not Hitler, why did you say that? I haven't not, fucking seen that. Not Hitler, but another guy. Oh, Brad, you don't like spoilers? Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but this is still in the fucking cinemas. <laughs> it's not fucking four years old. Oh, you're a piece uh, of shit. Sorry, that's Brad. It. I actually didn't think about whether you'd seen it or not. Oh, you motherfucker. Uh, We're done here. I apologize. Oh, I wish I could go back in time and punch you in the cunt. <laughs> If if time if time machines were real, I'd go back and not say that. Uh, all right, we'll just finish on something uh, quite funny and interesting. Wait, I've I've one thing I want to say before we finish. Uh, so just for anyone listening who is sitting at home thinking about building a time machine now, uh, just keep in mind that it needs to move you in time and space because if you only go back in time, uh, you need to compensate for the rotation and movement of the Earth. You could transport yourself back into the cold vacuum of space. So. That's just, very good uh, point, Lachlan. You Someone know, who's can, smart enough to figure out time travel probably wouldn't think about something like that. Well, oh, this genius really... is figuring out time travel. Just didn't take some things into account. They figured out the unlock the secrets of the universe, but oh, what <laughs> space is involved as well? It's not just time. Fucking like, you know, Lachlan, why'd you say that? When you when you're really focused on one thing, sometimes you forget like you know the, <laughs> the other aspects of it. That was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Something else I thought was worth mentioning, just quickly, is that um, Stephen Hawking, who is now dead, RIP in peace, he he, uh, came up with this idea of having a time traveler's party, where he held the party, and then after the party finished, he sent out the invitations. He said um, that he wanted people who were time travelers to come to the party, and to make sure that they were uh, authentically time travelers, he didn't release the invitations until after it, and... um, yeah, zero people showed up. <laughs> so, that doesn't surprise. definitively prove that time travel is not possible. Um, you know, but it is... Uh, <laughs> Pretty damning. I don't know if he was doing it as a joke, or if he actually was thinking, like, we'll never know. But, um, nothing happened. Or, so he says, maybe he took those secrets to the grave. Anyone who wants to uh, read more about bullshit time travellers uh, should look up John Titor, T-I-T-O-R. Uh, it's an interesting and very untrue story. <laughs> the best kind. Um, Brad, do you have anything you want to say? No, I'm still pissed about the devil thing. Oh, poor Brad. Oh. Um, Alright, well, thanks for joining us. I am us. so unbelievably disappointed. Alright, uh, sorry Brad. <sighs> thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we 
have been Brad is a Bad Person. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or any uh, podcast app of your choice, because most of them pull their information from iTunes anyway, so you can find us everywhere. Uh, send us an email, person at gmail.com. Uh, get a carrier pigeon, send it my way, smoke signals, I don't know, anything. Get in touch, we love interacting with you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next one. 